If you've ever wondered who the inspiration was for characters like uh, Norman Bates in Psycho or Leatherface in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs, uh, you're going to learn today. Uh, it was based on a real person and, um, you know, maybe the the characters in those TV shows and the movies were exaggerated a little bit, um, but the real story is just as crazy. It's our weird world. Our weird world. Welcome to Our Weird World. I'm your host, John Henson, and today we are going to talk about Ed Gein, uh, the inspiration behind all of those characters I mentioned at the start, and also the reason that a lot of people just take jabs at Wisconsin for being just a weird place. Um, you know, Ed Gein, you know, the real story, you know, is n- not a lot like you know, the, the characters that he inspired in the movies, but instead they just took several elements from his story. Um, a lot of the, the creepiest elements and, uh, yeah, let's just jump into it. It's story time. Ed Gein was born on August 27th, 1906 in La Crosse County, Wisconsin. Uh, It's right there on the border uh, of the Mississippi River between, you know, border of Minnesota along the Mississippi River. Um, His father was a raging alcoholic. Uh, He worked various jobs, uh, you know, even as a carpenter, an insurance salesman, so many more things, but he was never able to really keep staple employment because he was drinking so much. Um, At one point, Gein's father owned a local grocery store, but eventually sold that and moved to a 155-acre farm outside the town of Plainfield. Ed's mother, Augusta, uh, took the move out to the farm as just a way for the family to have a fresh start and just to make sure that Ed and his brother Henry were raised the right way. And um, by the right way, uh, I mean very religiously. Uh, She prohibited anyone from having any influence on the boys um, other than her. I mean, and she really only let them leave the house long enough to go to school. Every afternoon when they got back from school, Augusta would sit the boys down and select the most graphic verses from the Old Testament. And trust me, there are plenty. Um, to, and, and she would preach to them about the natural immorality that existed in the world. Uh, she also told them that every other woman on the planet except for her was a dirty whore and just an instrument of the devil. And obviously that had a big impact on both Ed and Henry, but in two completely different ways. Um, when, and we'll get to that in just a second. When Ed's father died in 1940, uh, Ed and his brother worked several jobs around Plainfield to help cover the family's living expenses, you know, because Augusta wasn't working. She was just at home, you know, keeping up the house. Um, while Ed just hung on every word his mother told him, Henry was a little more suspicious of, you know, the Bible stuff. Um, Henry began dating a single mother, just probably just to throw it in his mom's face and planned to move in with her before they got married, which no, 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 that's, that's bad. Um, 
Henry even tried to convince Ed like how nutty and over-religious their mother was. But Ed was like, no way, man. Mom is totally right. Like all women are the devil. Like mom is an angel. And all the other women, including your whore of a girlfriend, is the devil. (laughs) Anyway, uh, four years later, Henry unexpectedly died while the two brothers were burning overgrowth on their property. When... When police found Henry's body, they noticed that he had several bruises on his head, but officially listed Henry's cause of death as asphyxiation. They dismissed any foul play, and you know the case was never investigated. No one really ever thought that Ed had anything to do with it, but you know it's odd. Um, to make things worse, Augusta had a severe stroke shortly after Henry's death that left her partially paralyzed, and Ed dropped everything that he was doing and he decided to devote the rest of his life to taking care of her when um one day when the two went over to a neighbor's house to buy some straw they saw the neighbor beating a dog to death which is unfortunate um when a woman ran from the house telling the man to stop augusta lost her mind and not because the dog was getting unnecessarily beaten but because the man and the woman weren't married and her reaction to this and the like just the way she freaked out about a man and a woman living together unmarried caused her to freak her out so much that she had another stroke right there and ultimately she died a year later uh augusta's death devastated ed uh, i mean she was the only person that he had in his life since you know his mother had banned every, anyone else from having anything to do with him and he and you know she was the only person that he had ever loved um after the funeral ed went back home he boarded up all the rooms in the house that his mother used the most including the living room and the entire upstairs um obviously you know he didn't board up the kitchen because he still needed to eat and that's not like a you know that's not like a stereotypical women belong in the kitchen joke like like that's just the reality of it like if you got offended at that you just suck as a human being and you're not thinking rationally like women especially in the 1940s they spend a lot of time in the kitchen all right women today spend a lot of time in the kitchen i don't even know why i'm arguing with myself on this with imaginary people that are fake outraged by a thing i just said that made a lot of sense i don't know i hate this planet sometimes um uh, Ed continued working um, just to make ends meet to keep the farm and in his spare time you know he began he started reading a lot of these true crime magazines and he became especially interested in stories about cannibals and the Nazis he also tried to become more social he started inviting other people into his life as a way to replace his mother um, you know whether it was you know, other neighbors or like a local bartender um, who was, you know, more than willing to listen to Ed's sob stories. Um, On November 16th, 1957, Bernice Warden, owner of a hardware store in Plainfield, mysteriously disappeared. And when Bernice's son and Plainfield's deputy sheriff, Frank Warden, entered the store, he found the cash register open and bloodstains on the floor. Now, Frank knew that Ed had been there the night before and had told Bernice that he would come back the next day to buy some antifreeze. And he knew this because the receipt was the last thing that was written on the counter. Later that night, Ed was arrested at a nearby grocery store and um, mainly because Bernice's decapitated body was discovered in a shed on the farm. Um, 
they, her body was found hanging upside down with a crossbar at her ankles. Her wrists were tied with ropes and her torso had been gutted like a deer. And then probably because they had to, but immediately wish they hadn't, uh, the deputies went inside the, the farmhouse. Um, inside they found trash cans, lampshades and chairs wrapped in human skin. Like I love how, I love how these stories just feel like they just take a really quick turn into insanity. Um, Ed's bedposts were topped with human skulls. Other human skulls were being used as bowls. Bernice's heart, like they found Bernice's heart sitting in a plastic bag in front of the stove. Officers opened the closet and this, (laughs) this is so weird. Uh, Officers opened the closet and pulled out a corset made from a female torso. They also found leggings made from actual human legs and several masks made from female faces. They pulled out a shoebox containing not one, not two, not three, (laughs) but nine vulva. And if that wasn't strange enough, they found a belt made of human nipples. <laughs> like that's so weird and gross. Um when investigators finally found the ability because you know they were just shocked. Like all of these nice Wisconsin people, like Wisconsin people are so nice. Just hey there, welcome to Wisconsin. We got some cheese there for you. Oh, what's this? A belt made of nipples? What is going on here? That's my that's my bad Wisconsin accent. Um, they, when they finally questioned Ed about everything they'd found in the house, Ed gladly explained that during the period between 1947 and 1952, he made up to 40 trips in the middle of the night to a few different graveyards around Plainfield. He found recently buried bodies that reminded him of his mother, exhumed them, and then took them home to improve his wardrobe and decor. So like, come on guys, I'm not a murderer. I didn't murder all these people. I just went to graveyards and dug them up. So they were recently dead. Um, he explained that basically after his mother died, he wanted to create a woman suit so that he could literally become his mother. And that's just a level of mental illness that I don't think any of us can really comprehend. Um, Investigators asked if he had sex with the bodies, which is obviously the next logical question in this investigation. And Ed denied that he was that messed up, but not because he didn't want to have sex with them, but because the corpses just smelled too bad. He just couldn't couldn't find it within himself to, you know, because you got to have good smells when when you're making the sexes. Um And with more evidence than they really needed to have at that point, Ed was sent off to trial. Um, Five days after his arrest, Ed was declared unfit by reason of insanity, of course, um, to stand trial and was sent to the Mendota State Hospital. Nearly 11 years later, Ed was declared mentally stable and sent for retrial. A week later, he was found guilty in the death of Bernice Warden, but later found not guilty when they considered his mental state during the entire process. Um, he was, however, sentenced to spend the rest of his life in a mental hospital where he eventually died on July 26th, 1984. 
so yeah so that's that's it so if you have ever you know wondered how people come up with these crazy characters or if you've ever heard someone just kind of rip on people from wisconsin for you know doing weird stuff to dead bodies this is why um ed gein you know had that i mean mommy issues to the fullest extent possible so uh let's see what we learned What did we learn? Number one, um, whether it's your mom or your preacher or whoever, you know, if they start telling you that an entire group of people, with the exception of themselves, is really bad, you know, and, and that you should stay away from them, um, they're probably they're probably not not telling you the truth. Um, you know, if someone like outside of like really obvious things, like, you know, heroin is bad or, you know, I don't know, don't stick your head in the tiger's mouth or something like all tigers will bite your head off if you do that, you know, but like mundane stuff like, oh, uh all women are bad or all Jews are bad. Like, you know, if you got someone telling you stuff like that, probably don't listen to them because they're, they're probably insane. Uh, number two, um, apparently you, you can make a human belt or you can make a belt out of human nipples. Um, <laughs> I just like, you know, part of me wants to see what that looks like just from a practical standpoint, just I, like the craftsmanship that it must have taken to not only cut off said nipples, but then to fashion them together because that takes skill like that a it takes surgical skill to a degree it takes like some sort of sewing skill i'm guessing and then you've also probably got to have some sort of eye for fashion and design (laughs) you know to make a belt you know like i mean was it you know like i just want to know and maybe there are pictures out there that would tell me this but like was it a leather belt with like the nips glued on to the leather or was it like all just skin with, you know, just nipples all around it? And then what was the buckle like? Was it a metal buckle or was it like one of those things where you slip the belt through the loop or something? I don't know. But, oh, God, I, I have more questions about this than I'm really not proud of to to have um anyway number three that was a weird tangent there um (laughs) number three contrary to popular belief um all of the characters that were inspired by ed gein um you know he was not a serial killer you know he and he wasn't really this deranged psychopath like he was just a mentally ill man who loved his mama probably way too much and then wanted to become her by digging up corpses and making a bodysuit out of their skin. Like, that's weird, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't really a danger to society. You know, he wasn't like some Hannibal Lecter dude who is, like, out to murder everyone. Like, he murdered a couple of people, at least one for sure, maybe a couple more, but uh, Ed Gein really was not the monster that the characters he inspired were. (laughs) 
next week on our weird world we're gonna get uh another paranormal story a mystery um the diatlov pass incident uh this happened in russia uh where a group of people just mysteriously died um and there's not a lot of evidence to give a clear answer as to why but uh yeah just a really strange story uh one that a lot of very well-adjusted highly educated uh conspiracy theorists i say that with the most sarcasm i can muster um have come forward to offer several wild theories as to what actually happened. So uh, find out all about that next week. And uh, as always, uh, thank you for listening. Tell all your friends and keep it weird. 